This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Because I feel like I'm choking every single day of my freaking life when you don't have enough money to live in America. Not everyone will make six figures right off the bat, right? And I've said this in a couple of videos, but I want you to understand that that is not even close to the pinnacle of what you can earn for yourself. Life with money is so much easier than life with no money. Yes, true. Money does not equal happiness, but holy crap, your life is so much easier when you have hella money. I feel like I'm crying this podcast every single episode. The way that salaries in tech can completely change your life is amazing. And I'm going to talk about how it has changed my life in this episode today. Let's get into it. It is good to be here. And one thing that's really interesting is that I'm actually filming during the day, brighter background, which I'm very happy about. So today I'm going to talk about how software engineering salaries have really changed my life. Before I get into that, no, there's no sponsor, <laughs> but I want to first bring up the fact that depending on your career path, right? Everyone, you know, eventually reaches 200K salary, 250K salary, depending on how bad you want it, of course, right? How hard you're willing to work, what technologies you're willing to learn. But I think one thing that is very important to understand is how not everyone will make six figures right off the bat, right? And I've said this in a couple of videos that a lot of people who first get into tech will probably make 70K a year, 80K a year. And for some people that is already life-changing, but I want you to understand that that is not even close to the pinnacle of what you can earn for yourself. And it's important to understand that you can reach that much more higher in your career. But if you continue to work harder, continue to put in effort, have the determination, don't give up no matter how much doubt and imposter syndrome that you might have, you do not give up. Okay, that's very important for you to understand. Now, let's talk about this. How has soft engineering salaries changed in my life? When I look back where my life was before in tech, and I'm not just going to talk about living in my car, but I think this, the small things that people go through that I no longer have to go through. I remember going to the grocery store and only going to the cup and wheel section. I remember going to the grocery store and staying away from the steak section, staying away from the, the chicken section because I couldn't even afford that, but only going to the ramen noodle section or the snack section where the snack bars are at because that's all I can afford. I remember going into the grocery store and always checking my bank account before I go into there to make sure I have money because one thing I don't ever want to happen to me again that happened way too often was going to the cash register, giving my debit card or credit card and <laughs> the card not going through and then everyone in line waiting behind me like, hurry up, dude, pay for your food so we can get our stuff too. Terrifying. I remember being too afraid to even look at my bank account though, like when I'm not going to grocery store, when I wake up the next morning thinking, okay, did I overspend this month or there's an overdraft fee on my account this time? I remember being too afraid to look at that negative, maybe 200 bucks, negative 100 bucks that goes to my bank account and then working 60, 80 hours in a week. And then because of the overdraft fees and et cetera, and et cetera, even when I get paid a decent check that week or the next week, I still don't have that much money because of all the money that I spent going to overdraft fees. Gosh, I, I don't miss working 60, 80 hours a week and still only barely making enough, not even making enough to survive. I still had to borrow money from my family, your friends, and et cetera, to help me, you know, push on in life. Now, when I go to the grocery store, I, I don't look at what anything costs. When I go to a restaurant, I don't look at how, how much anything costs. Like, you'll, you'll see it, right? Like, I look at the menu at a grocery store. I'll look at the menu. 
But then I don't like look at what is the cheapest item on here. Or I don't go to the restaurant and I'll open my bank account just make sure I have enough money. I just know. The level of stress is different because just stress of being embarrassed. What if you go to a restaurant and you think you have the money there and it's not? And how do you, what do you do? Do you just redash, right? Do you eat the food then you just run away? You know what I mean? Like those thoughts have come to my mind so many times. I remember, I mean, only a couple of years ago, but it's, it's kind of crazy how that has completely changed after being in tech. Life isn't supposed to be easy. I mean, it, it, life isn't easy. Surviving in a world is not easy, especially when there's no one there to guide you and to help you push on. For me, what I was doing for most of my life until I was 27 and became a developer for 26 years of my life, trying to find things that would work. I remember trying to be a registered nurse three times. I hate school and I didn't know why I was so bad at school, which was because of dyslexia. I didn't know I had dyslexia late last year. Only late last year I found out I had dyslexia. So I, I didn't, but I was so bad at school. I didn't know why. And so I tried being a registered nurse. I went to Cypress College twice. I went to San Francisco City College. I went to all these different city colleges. I went to four different community colleges, city colleges or whatever you name it. Failed every single time. Because why? Because everyone in my family said, if you want to make good money, become a nurse. You want to make good money, stand on your feet 12 hours a day, sometimes even longer. If you want to work a little bit of overtime, make 150K a year, maybe 120. That's the key to success. I mean, I'm, okay, so there's nothing wrong against that, okay? There's nothing wrong against being a nurse. There's nothing wrong, you know, when it comes to standing on your feet all day. But for me, at least when I think about it, that's definitely not what I want to do. Think about it now when I look back, like, I'm so glad I failed in all those different things, right? Because... I don't want to stand on my feet all day, 12 hours a day. I love being able to work from home and be able to work from anywhere in the world and not be stuck in a building full of sick people all day. Other than that, I tried being a radiologist. I suck. I mean, I don't suck at math, but I suck at studying. I'm just not good at it. Unless it's something creative like front development, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, right? I tried being an electrician. There's something called the journeyman school in Orange County, and I really tried to be successful in that. I really tried my best. So I would study. They gave you a packet. I would study it all week for two weeks, all weekend, etc. Took the test to try to be a journeyman electrician. Failed that as well. Oh, all those emotions are coming back right now. I remember the emotions of like, oh gosh. I remember the emotions of trying so many different things and failing. You know, an electrician can make like 60, 70, 80 bucks an hour, which I can only dream of. You know that a nurse can make 40, 60, 70, 80 bucks an hour, which I can only dream of. Radiologist makes decent money too, which I can only dream of. I remember trying all these things and failing and failing. Being stuck with mediocre jobs. Being stuck with customer service jobs. Oh my gosh, the only I remember going to Craigslist and the only jobs I can apply to are jobs to say customer service because that's the only thing I know. I was so happy making 12 bucks an hour. I was so happy making 14 bucks an hour, 16 bucks an hour, 18 bucks an hour. Every new job I got only paid me two bucks more per hour. That extra 200 to $300 or 400 bucks per month that I can make in my life was life-changing for me at that time. That was my reality. So when people tell me, Chris, why are you saying $90,000 a year? isn't enough okay now i kind of have to remember okay i have to come back to reality that 90k a year at that time when i think of what i was struggling through only making 20 to 30k a year less than 30k like 25k a year 90k a year would have made a big difference in my life so when people tell me chris why do you always say 90k is a much 70k is a much now when i really think about it when i go back to my life but back then as a single person who only had to pay 400 bucks a month for rent 90k a year sounds great but let's be realistic. If you make $90,000 a year, will you continue living in your room in the ghetto paying 400 bucks a month per rent or will you try to move somewhere a little bit more decent? And then when you move to a place that's a little bit more decent, you realize, okay, 
90k it really isn't that much right so anyway anyway but i just remember just thinking like i just i wish i could make five bucks more per hour i can afford more of my bills i can breathe a little bit more my insurance would be cheaper will be affordable my car payment will be more affordable Jeez, thinking about all these things so when i think of before tech the life that i have was very different one of the bends i need to take for my eczema eighteen thousand dollars every three months that's how much it costs with insurance the copay is 250 bucks and i remember trying to buy the medicine from my egg from my psoriasis it's like eczema and the 250 bucks was crippling i couldn't afford that i couldn't afford 250 bucks per month at that time it was 250 bucks every month and it's crazy because i had to pay for that same medicine two days ago or three days ago 250 bucks i didn't even blink i mean i have a discount card that can make me help me pay only five bucks for that it's not working no more. And so when they said I have to pay 250 bucks, I was just like, yeah, here's my card. Life before tech, life was not the best. I mean, I was happy because I didn't know anything else. That was the only life I knew. I know a lot of people will say money isn't the only way to make you happy. Like money doesn't lead to happiness. But the thing is, life with money is so much easier than life with no money. Life does not equal complete happiness, but life with money compared to life with no money is different. Homies in the Philippines, they can't even afford AC. There's 300 bucks for a portable air conditioner. They can't even afford that. If they had money, they can buy that and their life will be so much more comfortable. But if they buy air conditioning, guess what else goes up? The electric bill. So they can't afford the electric bill if it goes up and the AC that comes with it, right? So life with money is so much easier than life with no money. Yes, true. Money does not equal happiness, but holy crap, your life is so much easier when you have hella money. And I'm not gonna lie, my life is so much easier than it used to be. I get my check, comes in. After all bills paid, I still have what? five thousand dollars in cash left over that's not even including my income from youtube i still have five thousand dollars in cash left over every month after all bills are paid actually no it's more like four thousand dollars a month right now i have disposable income i have a lot of disposable income and i still help my parents with their rent and etc you know i help other people with money so life with money is easier than life with no money how much have tech salaries changed my life drastically and let me give you an example even when I was making $70,000 a year at my mid-level job, living in Los Angeles, that's not a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, rent alone is half my check. A lot For most of my life, when I was paying rent, half of my check goes to it. With my income now in tech, 17% of my salary. Oh, okay, those, those numbers are kind of crazy. So you see, like I didn't even think about this, but only 17% of my post-tax salary, post-tax salary goes to rent. How much on my car payment? Plus, let's say gas every month and electricity. I'm curious. So let's just put both my rent, my car payment, and all the gas I use every month and car insurance is only equivalent to 25% of my salary post-tax. That's kind of mind-boggling. So maybe it goes up to 26, 27%, including utilities and for rent, electricity, and you name it. That's kind of mind-boggling, right? And and so like the life when you receive a very high salary in tech, and to be honest, my base salary is high. But the stock options and et cetera, and the bonuses you want to receive, depending on the company you work at, could be even much higher than that. I know someone who was making two million bucks a year. 26 years of my life, I felt like I couldn't breathe. And now I feel like I could because when you have X amount of dollars coming up, coming out, right, of the bank every month, and even that much more money coming in every month, knowing how much you have left over, and then your savings just continues to add up and add up and add up. You get promoted, you get paid even more, and et cetera. Like, I feel like I went from not being able to breathe every single month to not being able to breathe. Does that make sense? I feel like I was always trying to swim up to the ocean, right? 
swim up to the to the top of the ocean, get some air so I can breathe because I feel like I'm choking every single day of my freaking life when you don't have enough money to live in America. And to be able to just now float on top of the ocean and just stay on top, right? You're on a boat and you're good and you're chilling. You can breathe whenever you want easily. Life is just different. Life is completely different. Now, when I need something, right? Like when I need something, I just like, I'm like, all right, what do I need to buy? What do I need? I need to buy something for my house that costs 300 bucks. All right, just buy it. And the thing is like, no, you know, you know what? Another thing too, though, right? It's so funny because I remember when I was struggling to survive, struggling to even receive any money, you name it. I remember thinking, gosh, when I make really good tech money, I'm going to buy hella stuff. I'm going to buy whatever I want, you name it. And I did. I, I mean, look at that Dyson fan. That's I mean, nice lamp. That's a 78 inch or 84 inch TV mirror, you name it. The media stand, the, the 700 Bose speakers, surround sound Bose speakers right here. Like the, the, the Italian leather couch, I bought all of it, right? Everything. Nice bed, Casper, king size bed, nice bed frame, everything. Nice desk, chair, you name it. Xbox Series X, PS5, everything. It's like you bought everything, right? So then, one thing I didn't re- realize and take into account is what happens when you buy everything you need? You could ever want. I bought everything I want, so I don't. And and what happens? I just my spending just decreases and decreases and decreases and decreases because I already have everything I could ever want and ever need. And so then my 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 savings for investments just keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. It, you know, like there are times when I literally go to BestBuy.com, Amazon.com, and I'm trying to find something just to buy, just to buy, because I'm so used to just buying things and there's nothing I need. I remember the other day I, t- I, t- I spoke to my fiance on the phone and I'm like, I'm sad right now. Why? I don't know. I haven't bought anything in a while. Like, I don't need anything. <laughs> right? And to reach that point where you don't need anything. And the thing is, like, I, I have a small house. If I move to a larger house, of course, I'll buy more things and fill up that house, make it feel like a home. It's just amazing. right? Like, when my dogs get sick, um, my small dog, Tofu Girl, she's over here on the right. You can't see her right now. Her bills, like, what, $3,000, $4,000 in just two weeks. Took her to the vet almost every other day. She kept getting sick, 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 throwing up. Her her poop was all red and it was bloody. You know what I mean? Like she was really, it was really bad. I thought she was gonna die. I cried so much that week because I thought I was gonna lose my dog, my first dog ever. Three to four thousand dollars in medical bills. Paid it. It was a lot though. That was a lot. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt. But I was able to pay it. Right. Life before tech, receiving a tech salary. I guess you could say I depended on people more. Right. Me and my friends, we would depend on each other for rides, for food. Hey, you hungry? Let's go get something. We can split the food half and half. Hey, we can split this half and half. So like I was close to my friends at that time because we were all dependent on each other. I mean, seriously, like literally me, my friend Sid, other friend Marky and I would live in a garage together in my other friend's house with how many more people in one house. It was three, four, five, six, seven of us living in a two bedroom house. But three of us are living in the garage, one living in the living room, sleeping in the living room. Other one has her own room and, the, you know, the parents have their own room. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. Right. And I and I remember like everyone really everyone really depending on each other, trying to help each other. And this is before tech. Of course, I do miss those guys. I'm going to L.A. next week, actually this week, and I'm going to hang out with them again. I miss them so much. But now I don't depend on anyone at all, even for, just to live. Like YouTube pays me more than what I make in tech right now. And so I've gone to the level where. I don't depend on anyone, but now people depend on me just to survive or to help them survive, right? They can survive without me, but now there are some people who do depend on me. I have employees, they're not the contractors, I guess, contractors, but people who work under me um, to help this channel succeed who will eventually, who who do depend on me, actually. And so it's kind of crazy to go from 
depending on so many different people to depending on no one. Now, when I say depending on no one, no one to feed me, right, financially, but I do depend on my team at work, um, where I work full time as a developer advocate, we need to work together to succeed, of course. I do depend on my video editor, the designer who does my thumbnails, channel manager to help this channel succeed. But when I say depend on people, I mean, these are things we do for work. But outside of work, the fact that I don't depend on anyone, but now I just depend on myself. Again, I feel like I can breathe. I never thought I'd be here. I feel like I'm crying this podcast every single episode. But you know, when you start learning code and at the same time, I started YouTube pretty much the same time, documenting literally my entire career in tech five, six years ago. I knew that eventually I'd make some decent money just to barely survive. That's all I wanted. I just wanted a job so I can finally breathe, make 70K a year, et cetera. And it just kept growing, growing from there. Five or six years ago, when I started learning code and started a YouTube channel, I never thought I'd be where I am today. I never thought I'd own this kind of equipment today. Like It's mind-boggling that I'm living the life I have today. Because growing up, I just kept thinking, I'm meant to live paycheck to paycheck for the rest of my life because that's how I was meant to feel. Even in my family, people would look down to you. You didn't go to college, Chris. You didn't graduate college, Chris. You're not a nurse like everyone else in the family that's Filipino, Chris. You were in special ed. Come on, Chris. You got D's and C's all throughout school. You never got A's except for PE and lunch. <laughs> I feel like all odds were against me to receive the life I have now in tech with my tech salary. And I don't ever want to take this for granted. I'm, and, and, and I'm so scared right now, to be honest, because my YouTube income is starting to exceed my tech income, right? My tech income. And it's like, what do I do? What decision do I make there? I built my career in tech because my career in tech will last until I want to retire. But then YouTube is here now. It, it's paying me that much more. And like when we look at the backlog of potential sponsors, everyone, like I'm, I'm potentially going from making... $16,000 a month in tech, pre-tax, okay, pre-tax, $16,000 a month in tech to $20,000 a month on YouTube, where that could eventually grow to 30, 40, 50K per month. I'm, I'm thinking about just the average, be more conservative just for now, 25, 30K a month. So if it's really a 30K a month that I'm going to eventually do on YouTube, and my income in tech is only $16,000 a month, when I say only, I mean like compared to my YouTube income, I'm making just about almost double every month what I do in tech by doing YouTube. How much more when I fully invest in this? That's why I hired a channel manager, a designer, a video editor, you name it, even a virtual assistant to, to literally build my calendar for me every day. That's insane. <laughs> like, when I think about it, what did I do to get here? I'm not better than anyone else. I think my dyslexia kind of helped me because it is hard for me to read. It is hard for me to do certain things. It is hard for me to explain my thoughts when writing. But when it comes to speaking, I think I'm more than capable than maybe the average person when it comes to speaking because of my dyslexia, because I can't read, I can't write well. I could read, but I can't read. Like I can, I think I can read well, but I have, it's hard to read. I can't write well. And so me, depending on my speaking ability, even despite the fact I had a speech impediment when I was growing up because of special ed, because I was born six months instead of nine months, my brain took longer to develop. And yet against all odds, I'm here, right? So it is amazing how much tech has changed my life. And I don't ever want to take this for granted. And that is why I want to continue living the life I live and making the content that I create to continue to help other people get to where I am today and, do, and perform better than I, I do today. I'm so thankful for the life I have. Got to keep going. Anyway, this is episode two of Christian Talks. I'll see y'all later. Peace.